Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty, hosted by Jody Katz, founder and creative director of Base Beauty Creative Agency. Hey everyone, it's Jody Katz, your host of Where Brains Meet Beauty podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today's episode features Julian and Cody Levine. They are the founders of Smile Twice. I actually had their mom, Stacy Levine, on as a guest, so please look for her episode. Um, Julian and Cody just recently launched their new oral care brand, and I hope you enjoy listening to their entrepreneurial story. If you missed last week's episode, it featured Asha Coco. She's with Jividan. Hey, it's Jody again. Before we launch into this week's episode, I want to tell you about an organization called Helpsy. I first came across Helpsy thanks to our Base Beauty team member, Julie Chen's Instagram. And she was with her friend walking into Bloomingdale's to see Helpsy containers. And I didn't know what that was. And I did a little research. And um, I really believe in their mission. So we wanted to partner with them for the month of July. So it's hard to believe, but over 85% of clothes wind up in the trash. Helpsy makes reusing and recycling your clothes and shoes more convenient and easier than ever with over 1,800 collection containers and growing. You can find your closest collection container and learn more at helpsy.co. I hope you check it out. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am so excited to be joined by Julian and Cody Levine. They are the Smile Twice co-founders. Welcome to Where Brains Meet Beauty. Thank you. Thank you. We're excited Happy to, to be, be here. here. So um, I want to give a little background. Your mother, Stacey Levine, has been on our show. She's been a client of mine, super inspirational woman for me. We've had a, I've had a lot of personal growth in working with her. And she told me about, you know, she's so proud and beaming about her boys when you were going through um, the launch phase of this company. And um, I'm just so grateful to meet the next generation of their family because your family has been so dynamic and innovative and generous to the world. Um, So I'm excited for people to hear your story today. Cool. Thank Thank you. you. So I'm going to start with an easy question, but it's really one of my favorite questions. I'll direct it to you. Julian, um, how are you going to spend your day today? Well, I just got off a red eye from Los Angeles. Um, Hit the Peloton to get the, uh, the mind right which was great. Uh, just did a little work sesh with Cody to, to pick up where we left off. And um, we're going to be doing a little bit of catch up today. You know, it's not quite hump day yet. So still got the to do list as long as ever. Um, but yeah, we'll be tackling some issues. And do you guys work from home together? Do you have a proper office? We're pretty remote. Um, Julian spent the last couple months in LA. I'm here in New York. Uh, we work out of Ludlow House or Spring Place. Uh, no office yet. We're a renegade team that all works remote. And is it just the two of you? Two of us and Stacy Levine. Um, and then a network of incredible freelancers. What is Stacy's role in the company? Um, she's helping us on sales, distribution, and PR and comms. Great. Oh, my God. It must be such a joy for her to do this with you. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. great. As a mom. Um, okay, so let's talk about the coolest thing that happened, which is this huge New York Times article just a couple of weeks ago um, that you were prominently featured in, and it was all about innovation and dental care. Um, you know, your company just launched, right? So this is major to get this type of um, awareness building opportunity and also to see the industry recognize what's happening here. Um, what did it feel like, Cody? Yeah, it, it, it felt amazing to see uh, the industry and toothpaste specifically in oral care uh, come front and center. 
you know, there's been some big players paving the way. And it's great to see the New York Times do a big feature um, saying like chic toothpaste has arrived. And and there's layers to that, which we get really excited about continuing to tell. But um, yeah, it feels really good. It feels really good for, for the category and, you know, for our positioning as a brand. We, we get really excited to kind of um, see some of those people uh, drive some great stories home. Does it feel like a pinch me moment for you? Like, are you like, th- holy cow? Um, not quite yet. <laughs> a lot of work to do. Um, I think the article did a great job in spreading awareness of this new age of oral care that people are starting to care more about taking care of their teeth. They're understanding that uh, it needs to be more of a priority. And so these brands, you know, chic or not, are really promoting a very healthy conversation um, about oral care being front and center. So the question that other entrepreneurs who are listening to this episode are going to ask is like, did the New York Times article change your business? Did it? (laughs) Uh, No. No, it didn't change our business. We're excited to keep telling our story, and we think properly telling our story will ultimately change our business. Um, But it gave a good amount of validity to what we think is going to be this this next exciting couple years of a journey. I ask because, um, you know, I think entrepreneurs who are starting anything think like when they get to, you know, New York Times coverage, like all of a sudden it skyrockets and they can like, you know take some time off and everything's going to be easy. <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> and um, one of our other um, guests, her name is Jasmine Garnsworthy. She's um, a writer and also an entrepreneur. She just wrote an article in Indie Beauty Expo, I mean, Indie Beauty Media, and it talks about exactly that. Like one article, one, one mention of Vogue is not going to drive your business like forward. It's like it's an everyday grind. Right. Um, and I think we need to kind of reset, like, you know, this is not just a, one thing doesn't make the business grow. It's everything. Right. Cody always preaches the integrated marketing strategy, but you know, these days it's with digital and and print. Um, there are a variety of things you need to do to push those pieces, uh, and really give you the awareness that you're looking for and and ultimately the conversion that you're looking for. So a lot of things you need to do to make that piece really um, powerful. So how do you divide the responsibilities since it's the two of you and your mom? Like, where's the delineation and responsibilities? We do a lot. Since we're six, seven months in, we do do a lot together. Um, But I primarily take more of the finance, ops, product development role. And Cody's more focused on brand and marketing. Um, He's the chief brand officer. I'm CEO. And mom nicely goes between us. Um, but yeah, we do, we work on, on a lot of things together as we're, it's, we're building really the foundation of the whole business. So I want to go back in time, but not to seven months ago or even a year ago, but to like being kids in your household. Cause yeah. your father, we haven't mentioned him yet, is also an innovator in oral care. Cody, why don't you tell me about his background, what you watched yeah, growing up? Um, it's funny. Sometimes we say, yeah, our dad's a dentist, but it's like, he's nothing like the traditional dentist. He's, um, an entrepreneur, a philanthropist. He's built two companies in oral care. He, he's an educator. He travels the world lecturing. And, uh, you know, growing up, we, like, take your kids to work day was in the dental office. But, um, we, we, you know, we, late nights looking at his slides that he was getting ready for his case presentations and uh, packing product on the on our parents' ping pong table. We, uh, we quickly, 
you know, learn in this new world of what we're building, how incredible he's been in a force in his industry. Um, and we're super fortunate to have him, you know, help us formulate and think through challenges and, you know, think about what people are looking for and what ingredients work best. Um, and he, you know, he's really been an incredible um, background voice in, in helping us build. Yeah, I mean, his passion is amazing. I mean, how he's extended himself within his profession. I mean, from as a he fits twenty pounds in a five pound bag. I mean, he's a he's a full time dentist, um, entrepreneur, innovator, lecturer. Um, but then this angle of glow good uh, of the foundation that they created that brings dentists to underdeveloped communities. I think that's what he'll say is his most important and amazing achievement. And that's what to us really opened our eyes to say, holy cow dentistry and the smile is transformational and it's not really getting the um the awareness the love the publicity that it deserves so let's and, talk about glow good because a lot of the like inspiration for twice came out of, of your work there so um take me back in time to your first experiences with that organization sure and code and i have two semi-separate ones because he was in rwanda and i was in eleuthera um but basically 2015 um we go down to the Bahamas in Eleuthera, which is where Lenny Kravitz, who's one of our co-founders and a patient of our dad's for over 10 years, um, lives. And it's a very raw part of the Bahamas. They have no access to care. And Lenny had asked my dad if he would go. And we went, we went down with 30 volunteers, hygienists, dentists, specialists. Um, we had dental supplies semi-illegally brought into the island. Um, we took over this small preschool. We had 350 people waiting outside for four days. We treated all of them, um, and it was incredible. Um, it was a full-service dental clinic, so cleanings, whitenings, but then more complicated procedures, root canals, extractions, um, full dentures. And we gave these people that had no confidence in their smile, potentially living decades with pain, and alleviated them of pain and gave them confidence. And you could see these people go into the chair like just so downtrodden and leave awakened and they're crying and they're hugging and they're dancing and they're singing. Like it was unbelievable. I mean, who would have ever thought you could see dental care in this type of light? So for us, um, after the second year of straight of going back, we've now done it four years in a row. We said, we want to help this foundation grow because what we're seeing in Eleuthera exists everywhere in the world, especially in the United States. What if we could grow Glow Good into this amazing foundation that can be nationwide, if not global, that can empower dentists to do this all over the place? And frankly, we wanted to make a brand that could be the vehicle for that. And when we looked at oral care products, we were like, you know, what we're seeing in Eleuthera is something special. It's beauty, it's confidence, it's sex appeal. Um, it's happy. And when we look at the oral care products that we've been using every day of our lives for the last 30 plus years, we don't get that same sense of like the smile. So what if we could create a brand and a product that gave us that sense? And so that was really the beginning inspiration for Twice, um, really to create a brand that could give back both in product. So on our last mission, which was in January of 19, um, we gave out 700 tubes of toothpaste, which felt awesome. And we donate 10% of all of our profits for the life of the company, back to Glow Good. So hopefully one day that means a lot of money. Um, and um, the toothpaste was meant to say, 
you know, let's care more, like this B. Shapiro article, let's care more about the products that we use, especially that we put in our mouth, um, that we use to take care of our smile, um, that's loaded with only the right ingredients, that tastes great, and basically that takes something that we frankly believe, even as children of a dentist, the majority of people think is a chore and make them think of it as an experience. Let them look forward to it. I think Cody would agree some of the best feedback that we've gotten to date on our product is I actually look forward to brushing Aww. my teeth. Um, and so that was the whole, the whole inspiration behind Twice was really to create this brand that could give back, but that also could and that will make a positive impact on your everyday brushing habits and truly improve oral care. What I love about the story and your family is like everything, it's not just surface, right? It's not just about product and selling stuff, right? Um, it's, it's more than toothpaste, right? It's like way more than that. Um, what was your Glow Good experience? Um, well, I guess the, the foundation really got started in 2012 when my parents go to Rwanda uh, with friends, and they met a woman who started Foundation Rwanda, which was set up after the genocide of 94 to help these women get back on their feet. Um, you know, communities turned upside down, um, children born from rape, and, and families, you know, kind of ruined. And um, and my parents met a woman from the foundation. Her name was Agath. She's probably in her late 50s, beautiful, striking African woman, and uh, she had no front teeth. Her four front teeth were knocked out by a machete during the genocide, and she was covering her mouth, and she, you know, she lived this life like ashamed, and she used to sing in the chorus, and you know, she she was unable to, and my parents meet her and, and quickly fall in love with her, and my dad looks her in the eye and says, Agatha, I'm going to give you your smile back, and um, he he made dentures in New York, and we flew to Rwanda, and we're working in one of seven dental clinics um, in the entire country. There's 13, 14 million people. Uh, which you know shows that access to care is non-existent out there as well. And uh, working on her for about an hour and puts these teeth in, they fit like a glove. She looks in the mirror and she smiles for the first time in 18 years. And this just rush and wave of emotion, everyone's crying. She's braiding my mom's hair as this sign of love and affection. And and right there was the was what I had experienced for the first time of the power of a smile. Um, and the emotional side of dentistry, which Julian and I together experienced in Eleuthera over and over. The patients we met, um, you know, maybe not as extreme of a situation, but but also like, you know, heart-wrenching stories of, of lack of confidence and, and covering your mouth and, and not living a life of true um, passion and, and love for who you are. Um, and so the Rwanda mission was was the start of the foundation. And Lenny actually heard that story of a goth. And, and that's when Lenny said, Doc, can you come down to the Bahamas? And can you, can you help my community? Uh, so, you know, this has been years in the making. And, and, you know, I was in marketing, Julian was in private equity. And, and we were always, you know, you know, our, our parents that were a very close family, and we're a part of these missions. And um, it's really what what kind of flipped the switch in us to say, let's quit our jobs. And, continue the family legacy in a slightly different way, um, but nonetheless help, you know, the, the foundation grow into a household name. So who had the, the first comment of let's quit our jobs and do something different? Like, do you remember who it was? That was big brother Julian. Absolutely. So uh, what, what were you thinking at that moment? Uh, it was a lot. I mean, it was all of these factors. It was 
holy cow, glow good needs this, this foundation needs to be the one that brings together all of these, this regional work that already gets done, but under an umbrella company, much like uh, pencils of promise or charity water. Um, but for the smile, um, and, um, from the product side, it was, you know, even as an investor, you, you've seen all of these new brands come out um, in every every category of personal care, consumer goods, you name it. And it's got, you know, it's got a social give back or nicer packaging or cleaner ingredients or who knows. And for me, it was like, I think the thing that's missing in oral care is the smile, the beauty of the smile, the power of the smile. Um, and, you know, when we started kind of probing and looking at the ingredients that are in toothpaste that haven't really changed in 50, 60 years, and looking at the packaging and thinking that there's a much better alternative out there, and thinking about the flavor innovation. I mean, if you think about the, the products that we eat and consume, flavor has been such an amazing thing over the last five, right, 10 years. Right. Like, there's crazy things. And in oral care, like, you use it every day twice, and it's just the same blah mint. Right, you know, it's we, like spearmint. Fresh yeah. mint. Uh-huh. Totally. It's uh-huh. mint, mint uh-huh. you know, fill in the blank. Um, so it was a lot of forces of like opportunity, um, but very much awakened by this mission and um, thinking, you know, I think a big part of it was the confidence knowing, you know, our family's background and having the influence of our dad and mom um, I think it gave me at least a level of confidence to say, we are actually the ones that can do this. You know, like we're not just coming at this saying, oh, let's make the Harry's of toothpaste. You know, um, it was from just pure passion. I would imagine that if I grew up in your household and saw what your parents have built through the years, that it would almost be like a no-brainer once you really find like the reason, the why, which you did together. Um, but I want to just go on a side. What are the gross things that are in toothpaste that I didn't know were in toothpaste? <laughs> Uh, I think on our website, there's like eight of them, but the worst one is just, it's unnecessary is the biggest word. It's sodium lauryl sulfate. It's the detergent. It's the reason it foams. It's also in your shampoos and conditioners, your detergents, et cetera. Um, it doesn't need to be in your toothpaste. There are other ways of creating foam or not. Um, it doesn't actually clean. It's just completely a placebo. Um, so... That's not ideal. And the bad part about it is it dries out the skin. It can cause irritation. It is a known irritant, um, and it can lead to infection if it's untreated. There are a lot of people that go to their dermatologist with skin irritation, and they say, what type of toothpaste do you use? Oh, interesting. And so that's why you'll see SLS-free in a lot of places. Um, So, yeah. And there's also... There are other ingredients, like the biggest no-brainer is alcohol. Alcohol helps bring out the flavor, but it dries out your mouth and promotes decay. It's completely contrarian to put that in toothpaste. Um, so um, there's a variety of, of these ingredients that, um, you know, in, in small quantities, they might be okay, but there's just now there's an evolution of ingredients where you don't need to sacrifice right. anymore. So um, your brother has this idea, he says to you, Let, quit your job. Like, what is that conversation? <laughs> yeah. This is a good one. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Julian had, he had gone and quit his job. And I, basically three years younger, not working in finance, um, in order for me to, you know, live in New York, I had to kind of work and moonlight as an entrepreneur. So I ended up working an extra six, seven months. And then, you know, coming home and every night, you know, bringing our heads together, 
um, until I ultimately said, okay, like, let's do this. Like, you know, we have hard deadlines and, um, you know, I was, I was continuing to learn new skill sets. I was at a boutique agency here in New York called Giant Spoon, which they're doing amazing work in, in marketing and media. I was like, okay, let me soak up knowledge. And, and eventually when the time is right, like, let's do it. So that, that time was right, came like a freight train and it was like, okay, like, let's do it. Um, and then from that moment on, Julian and I basically were, uh, we slept on our parents' couch for 11 months straight. They have a one bedroom in Soho. They've luckily they have two couches. Um, <laughs> one was mine and one was Julian's. Uh, we moved out of our apartment in Nolita, you know, go rent free. Um, fortunate that our parents had the space for us. So, uh, like real nomadic entrepreneurs that are kind of just running on a budget. Um, and that's what it was like. And we, you know, every day together, waking up in the same room, um, and getting to work, which is cool. Working together. And then I imagine that, um, you know, as entrepreneurs, you don't shut off, right? Like it's really hard, which is, um, you know, we talk about balance a lot. It's like, we, I think we have to work harder to figure it out because it's passion. So it doesn't feel like work, but it's also keeps you from other people. So let's talk about this because you're always together or with your parents and you're talking about the world of building twice and supporting Glow Good. Um, how do you maintain relationships outside of this inner circle of dental hygiene, right? Because you're human beings. Like, are you just all in and you're like, okay, the next five years, we're just going to be all in and then I'll pick up with life after that? I, um, I would say no. I think that, you know, we, we live in New York. Julian and I are both very social. Um, and I think... If I look back on the last, you know, year of building this, um, things that have happened and doors that have been opened have been through connections and, and spontaneous things um, and meeting new people that have led to really unique experience or, or opportunity. So I we try to balance it. Um, we went through times where we weren't balancing and we felt out of whack. Um, but I think it's extremely important to find that balance, to connect with, you know, friends, new friends, old friends, um, take the time for yourself. So like, I meditate and I ride my bike and we're both athletes. So we find the time for ourselves to strike that balance of like, you know, feel good, be mentally clear, you know, spend time with friends because they open up new ideas and then come together uh, when we need to. I think we're at a point now where that's more important than now than ever. You know, it's so interesting because you um, talked about um – how important it is to actually share outside the immediate circle because that's where opportunities exist, right? So, but I do think that an entrepreneur um, probably has a tendency to isolate, right? Because, well, I can just get stuff done. So um, you said it didn't feel right. I guess you were going, th- were you going through a period of isolating yourselves? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that has to happen. You know, you got to hunk- hunker down and um, your real friends know that you're making the sacrifices and they, they believe in you and, you know, you, sometimes you may feel distant, um, but then when you reconnect, it's like nothing ever changed. But yeah, we were living in Brooklyn for like a four month thing and we were living together and working out of the apartment and we wake up, we roll out of bed and we just work in the living room. Um, and we were so isolated that I think, um, you know, it, it was tough to deal with, but we were at a, we were at a very important time where like we were, we had just launched, you know, we were every day we had a new, new challenge, a new thing to tackle that we had never done before. Um, so that isolation happened and I think it was necessary um, and it'll continue to happen. But I think we we're much more aware of that isolation and and what role that isolation plays in our vision. Um, so it's just a matter of communication. Right. So what did you say to each other? Like who realized like, wait, we need to like 
have a little bit of a life here? I think we both did. I mean, in the beginning, it was very lonely. I had friends tell me, if you do this, you need to know it's lonely. And I had no idea what they were talking about. I couldn't connect to that. And, you know, find myself X months in, like, whoa, like, wow. All I think about is twice and what could be and what should be and how do I execute this? And I think once you kind of get over that hump, that's when you open yourself up to community and to others and the power of a network and the power of sharing. Um, but I think we probably burdened ourselves a little bit in the beginning because we wanted to um, get comfortable, more comfortable. Um, so I would say, you know, the isolation was kind of in the beginning and then over time we're able to spread it out a little bit. Right. I, I would think that just um, knowing your family and now meeting your personalities that you're a very social brand. I don't mean like social media social. I mean like actually like human to human social. Yeah. Um, and I would think that growing this brand so human socially and that social media w will be very effective for you, like person to person, tube to tube. Um, how, what, what do you plan for in terms of like, yes, you can be social media geniuses, but how are you going to start connecting with real human beings face to face? Yeah, I think, you know, building our community is really important. Um, we have a great network in New York. We have a great network in LA, but I think the idea of being more physical in the present moment and being in places that, um, we believe our community kind of rallies around, um, that's going to be a big plan for us in the next six months is, you know, coming offline into places and spaces to connect with people and bring toothpaste and brushing into that world um, in a fun way. Um, like, you know, everyone's talking about IRL, right? So like we, how, how does our brand show up? Um, and I think that's going to be really important. Like we are a digitally native brand um, through e-commerce, but nonetheless, like we have to come out of the bathroom. You know, the toothpaste has to come front and center and, and we need to connect with people in, in more unique ways. So we're working on a few things, um, but we, we want to be m more outward and more vocal and, um, you know, word of mouth is everything for us. Like when people start talking about, oh, this, this new toothpaste is literally the best toothpaste I've ever had. And they talk to their friends over dinner um, and then they see us in a physical space. Uh, we're working towards that. Um, so that was a really great pun, you know, word of mouth for your brand. It's yes. like the best <laughs> Exactly. That's um, great. But that, that's also why I was talking about with, with B's article. It's amazing. But what's really going to build our brand is getting the story out there. Yeah. You know, so like IRL, but also, you know, video content and ways to vividly show, you know, glow good and our mission and our product benefits. It's a never ending learning cycle and it's very iterative and we're going one step at a time, um, but you know, ultimately we're pushing it. I am. I don't have a crystal ball, but um, I do think like of all the brands that are innovating that are um, digital first. Yours has the potential to actually show how we can be digital first and always be digital first, but actually like show human to human contact and the power of it. Um, I think there's something about the spirit that you guys have, and you know the the fundamentals and foundation that your family has, but also like the fact that it's. Um, you can take something that feels like a chore and make it fun and take something that nobody ever thought about from any perspective other than like I have to do it to being like, you know, it's, it reflects my personal style, it reflects my ambitions, it reflects my philanthropy, it reflects my values. So I think you, you can do it. Um, I have a feeling that you will. Thank you. Thank you. 
We're, we're plugging away. Yeah, I'm, I'm cheering for you. Thanks. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. It was so incredible to hear your story. I really um, I believe in what you're doing. I'm super proud of you. Like, you know, thank I just you. met you, but I'm super proud thank of you. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for our listeners, I hope you enjoyed this interview. Please subscribe to our series on iTunes. And for updates about the show, follow us on Instagram at Where Brains Meet Beauty Podcast. Thanks for listening to Where Brains Meet Beauty with Jody Katz. Tune in again for more authentic conversations with beauty leaders.